teaching cannabis business owners how to effectively manage all aspects of their business, increase profits, and get results. Welcome to Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick. Our expert host coaches you on the do's and don'ts of running your cannabis business with insight, advice, and war stories from the trenches from established leaders in the cannabis industry. Now, the host of Cannabis Solutions, here with the answers to make your cannabis business thrive, Kenneth Burke. Welcome to Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick. I'm Kenneth Burke, and we're here with Dan Devlin. He's one of the owners of Zoots, and Zoots makes just incredible edible products in the state of Washington. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, but also Colorado. And Colorado. I'm gonna, actually right. going to ask you about that uh, toward the end of, on your expansion plans. Um, I couldn't let so, that go by. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Well, I remember uh, last summer uh, when, when you guys were launching and, and PayQuick was launching in Washington and we were visiting all the different retailers in the state, we noticed that uh, there was one thing in common among all the retailers in the state of Washington at that point, and that was they all carried Zoots. Uh, that was the one common denominator amongst all of them. So having said that, you know, what I'd like to know is, you know, how did you, uh, what were you doing before Zoots? Um, and how'd you then get into this business? And I absolutely want to hear about that Thanksgiving dinner with your brothers. <laughs> You're digging deep. Uh, well, uh, prior to this, uh, realistically, I've, I've been in, I've started a number of businesses uh, prior to this, small uh, small ones, but uh, some successful, some not. And, you know, I was pretty much moving into consulting, running a uh, a wireless internet provider at the time also. Uh, but my brother approached uh, me uh, after the Washington voted to uh, to make legalized uh, cannabis products, uh, approached me about uh, approach, uh, about getting into the business of marijuana. And uh, as you go back through the, the story, I will really iterate that. How this all happened was that uh, the, uh, you know, the 2012 vote uh, initiative that passed uh, was like November 8th or something and come Thanksgiving uh, which we were having at my house and my brothers and all of our extended family were there uh, my brother Mike Devlin who was really the founding idea behind all this um, said look I know how to make uh, you know snack food products I've been in 30 years there's a great opportunity here uh, let's kind of get rolling so we kind of passed some notes underneath the table and got interested and you know, uh, the rest is sort of history. We're we're rolling. We're making products. Uh, we're being successful. Now, do you grow uh, the marijuana yourself, or you grow some and buy some? What was that decision process like? Um, well, our long term wise, our anticipation is that we will we will purchase from uh, growers that uh, are going to be available to us uh, initially. We decided that we needed to control our own destiny because we weren't sure how much product would be available. This is the very start of the of the market. We were the first edible line approved in the state of Washington, <clears throat> so we wanted to basically control our own destiny, um, and that has worked out very well for us in the fact uh, that we've been able to, uh, you know, basically reduce all pesticides used because we do all internal grow methods uh, in in, in so indoor uh, hydroponic. And uh, so we've been able to uh, really get the type of product that we wanted. Another key factor is that we grow strictly for uh, creating an extract or cypress extract to 
be put into our products. So everything we grow uh, it is not really for the flower market at all, and thereby we're looking for strains that are that basically produce a high quantity of oils. I see. So would your advice be then to someone else who wanted to to get into the business and, and start producing edibles, whether it's a, a soda or a brownie or, or whatever they're making, um, to seriously consider growing their own, at least at first? Oh, boy. Uh, I, you know, we're not doing that in Colorado. As I mentioned, we also have an operation a, a licensee uh, in Colorado. And, and uh you know, that's a really, I, I, I can't make a recommendation on that, to be honest with you. We're happy with what we did. I'm not sure going forward we would ever do that again. Okay, well, that's that's valuable insight, Dan, truly. That's valuable insight uh, for listeners who are thinking of getting into the business, and they, they're going to be faced with those same kinds of questions. Yeah, you can save quite a bit of money and, and operating expense by not doing your own grow, as long as you're assured of, of finding good producers, and there are many of them out there. Uh, to make a good product. One of the keys there is it, when you're doing infused products and doing extraction is that as, as you go through the extraction process, you concentrate the uh, pesticides or any of the pathogens that might be in the product. So you really want to start off with a really good, good, clean uh, flower or, or plant product material up front. And that's the hard part uh, if you're buying from other people is to make sure you buy, you know, find and source really good product. Gotcha. Now, with respect to the actual extraction process and the equipment that you use, what's your advice with respect to extraction methods and and uh, and equipment? Well, that's that's one of those questions that you know the uh, the beauty of the high eyes is in the beholder. I mean, do you like Chevrolets? Do you like BMWs? You know, uh, there's all different types of, of processes. We use uh, primarily a, a, a cryogenic or super cold uh, ethanol process. Um, which really works good for infusion into edible products. It's really good food-grade product, and very similar to what uh, almond extract or mint extract or something like that you might add to a, a normal baking process. Um, we also are just now uh, installing a CO2 machine, so we will also be doing CO2, which is probably the most prevalent method and the easiest to get permitted uh, from an uh, operational standpoint. Uh, because it's uh, it, it's not a uh, an active solvent, uh, and so um, it's much easier to get local authorities uh, building codes uh, permitted on a CO2 operation. Uh, but also, CO2 uh, and the different extracts produce a different type of, of, of oil that are you know uh, that have best uses in, in alternative items. We look at CO2 as being very good in the vape market uh, for, you know, vape cartridges and for uh, perhaps the shatters and waxes, whereas the ethanol is extremely good uh, ingredient in, uh, you know, uh, our edible product lines, uh, our baked uh, and liquid product lines. Do you have any plans for um, for additional products that are not uh, edibles? Well, yeah, we have plans. Uh, uh what we end up doing, it, 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 you know, I, I don't really know. You know, if you look at the market statistics, um, certainly uh, the, the vape and the uh, edible side of it, uh, the vape and the and the flower side of it are are much much larger than the edible market. Uh, so yeah, we always are tempted there, but we're really still pretty much focused on on uh, extracted products and staying within the extracted basis. 
maybe introduce a, a vape product if we can develop one that is good enough to compete with already the very good products that are out there? Well, it, it sounds like the advice would be uh, to our listeners is stick to your core competencies. You know, figure out what you do best and stick to that before branching out in anything else. Exactly. That's exactly it, Ken. I tell you, it, it, the, uh, it, you know, coming, going into a, an established market uh, like uh, Washington or Colorado, uh, uh, where the adult use is there, um, you know, you, it's highly competitive and you need to have a good product uh, for the retailers to even start to carry you. Uh, so um, I would suggest that stick to what you really do well and, and, and sell yourself on that. And it's, in fact, with respect to penetrating a new market like Colorado, um, what did you do from a, a marketing and promotion standpoint to, uh, to penetrate that new market? Well, we're still trying. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, actually, we did our uh, products are showing up in the, in the top 10 list already in the baked good items. So um, really what we've done is we did an extensive uh, sampling campaign uh, to the owners and to the bud tenders who are extremely critical uh, of our products. Um, you know, we have some unique packaging. Uh, we were the, one of the first ones out with the new Colorado marking symbol on our solid edibles. So we built that in from the outset. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, it, it's um, you know, I would say the sampling uh, technique, uh, really getting out there and sampling your products is extremely important. And do you have uh, boots on the ground? Um, or how'd you do it from a mechanical standpoint? We do. We have a we have a uh, sales organization there that um, uh, that consists of uh, a couple of nephews, <laughs> family, and they're doing a great job. So they're out there uh, knocking on the doors, uh, taking their samples around, uh, selling the products, uh, doing in-store promotions, all those type of things that's necessary. Uh, to come into an established market. We were fortunate in Washington to be one of the first ones on the market. Uh, and so that, you know, everybody sort of bought into us because there's no other option. Now there's, you know, I don't know, it's probably some 500 distinct uh, product groups or SKUs available. Right. And when you market. went into Colorado, you were facing a, a mature market already. So with, yes. that, with that, we need to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more to Dan Devlin of Zoots about his operational issues and the challenges he focused or he found when he was launching we'll his business. We'll bring you more Cannabis Solutions after this. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. 
PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Yo, 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 this your boy TJ, Trinidad James. You're listening to Dr. Beater on Cannabis Confidential. L.A., what up? People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think would look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick, is back to help your cannabis thrive, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Kenneth Burke with PayQuick, and today we have Dan Devlin, who's one of the owners of Zeus, a major Seattle-based manufacturer of edibles who has also launched his business into the Colorado market. So Dan, my, my next question for you is as you were starting Zoots, you know, what were some of the challenges that you faced that you actually hadn't perceived at the time? So our listeners can start thinking about things they really haven't even thought of yet. Uh, well, I, th- I think the, uh, the very first thing is the, the very ex- the extent of the uh, bureaucratic process, uh, all the forms, all the crossing the T's and dotting the I's, uh, and the perfection that's required. Uh, you know, it, 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 you think you're all prepared for it, but it, it is, it is daunting, a daunting task. Um, you know, I, I think that's the, probably one of the, the, uh, elements that you really need to get prepared for. Um, the other yeah, one is, cert- is certainly going to be, you know, as you know, Ken, how you're going to, you know, how you're going to get your product paid for, and how you're going to pay your suppliers in a difficult banking situation. Right. Well, that's obviously near and dear to to my heart with respect to PayQuick and uh, the cashless solution that that PayQuick provides. And I'm happy to announce that uh, Zoots was one of our first clients in Washington. Um, and if you could talk a little bit about how you're getting paid, um, and if you want to plug PayQuick, then we'd certainly appreciate the plug. Um, <laughs> well, but, but uh, we, do, we do get paid by PayQuick. Uh, we're fortunate also in Washington that uh, there's been a number of credit unions, uh, non-federal banks, that uh, have stepped up to offer accounts. Uh, we do have a uh, use a uh, we have a credit union for banking. Um, the uh, and that's helped. So we, we get checks, uh, we get pay quick, and we get cash. And the last thing we really want is cash, uh, because of the security issue. And and here's here's a funny thing with cash. You usually think that it's readily available. Well, you know we collect cash as we ship. We bring it back. You know it's got to be counted. It's got to be security enveloped. All this type of, of extra processing. And then we put it in our safe to get picked up. <clears throat> right now, <clears throat> once every two weeks. Uh, by uh, you know uh, armored car service. Well, in the meantime, you vo- you don't have any use of that money. It's sitting in a safe. It's not being active for you. 
um, and you know the banks don't want us to bring the cash in. So uh, you either have to increase your your uh, number of visits by the armored car to even get access to your cash on a weekly basis. It, it's it's a difficult situation, and and I think that's where uh, again, uh, if checking is great, uh, uh, you know, PayQuick, your service has helped out a lot. Uh, you know, but what would really help on top of all that would be some type of credit or debit cards if we could get access to those. Okay, well, um, certainly, yeah, with, with PayQuick, you do get immediate access uh, to the cash when you're, or to your money when you're paid through the PayQuick platform. And with respect to debit or credit cards, that's certainly coming. You know, right now there's no code for marijuana. So uh, folks out there that are doing it, um, they're doing it illegally because it's, it's miscoded. Um, and that's a, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. Um, but the, we would just encourage people, uh, if you are taking debit or credit cards, um, you, you got to be very careful about that. There's really there's no legal code for doing that right now. It is a, it is a civil fraud. Um, but stepping away from the, the banking and cash management side of the house, any other um, advice for folks starting up, things you hadn't thought about? Oh, and I don't know what I wanted to ask you. With respect to all the brain damage that you went through, um, you did it yourself. I mean, there's some third-party companies out there, I think, consulting firms that are helping. Did you use a consulting firm in Colorado to help you get going? Uh, no, uh, we did not. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, you know, uh, Zoots, which is uh, the, really the corporate entity is DB3, which stands for the three Devlin brothers. Uh, between myself, uh, my brother Patrick, and my brother Michael, uh, we have a, a broad range of expertise, uh, very business oriented, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, zoning and, and uh, uh, uh trying to think of the proper word here, but uh, plant uh, and equipment and, and installation oriented. So uh, we, were, uh, we were very actively involved in, in understanding the rules and regulations and, and completing them themselves. Now, that being said, we use accountants and attorneys who are, well, who are very knowledgeable in the industry to also help us. In Colorado, we had a, a firm in Colorado help us. In Washington, we have a separate firm. In fact, totally right now, I think we have seven different attorneys. You know, because there is the, the the details of the legal side and interpretation that always seems to get in the way. Well, it sounds like um, that one, it, it's very important then to get the proper lawyers hired, the proper accountants hired. And it also sounds like with respect to your brothers and, and who, are, who are your partners, that you've got a really complementary skill set amongst the three of you. And if you could talk a bit about that and, and someone else who is looking to get into the business and picking who their partners are, um, you know, some things that they really need to, to watch out for. Well, uh, yeah, we're fortunate uh, in that, uh, you know, it, the work to get into this business and be successful, uh, the workload is extremely high uh, because of the administration and the bureaucracy involved, uh, the, the legal side of it, uh, the um, codes, uh, building codes, uh, operational codes. Um, it, so it, it's really demanding. I don't know how any one person could do that. So either you have to have the talent that you trust, which is very important with, with my two brothers. Uh, you know, we, we have total trust among each other and we have total confidence in our individual abilities, uh, which are well-suited, uh, are well-rounded, make a well-rounded company. If not, if you don't have that, you want to make sure that you do have good consultants uh, to uh, – uh, you know, to, to help and advise you. Um, 
you know, in uh, you know, I don't, I can't make any recommendations on who that might be. Uh, but you know, if you're going to get into food processing, you need a food processing consultant. If you're going to be making edibles, you better know how to make them production-wise and according to FDA standards, because eventually that's going to be the rule. And what about with respect to your grow operation and finding a, a master grower? Or did you did you have to look for that? What would you guys do there? <laughs> oh, geez, trial and error by fire on that one. Uh, <laughs> You know, we never, we were, we, you know, we weren't in the industry before. We weren't in the medical side. We just got started out, and the first thing we thought we really need to do was learn how to grow. Um, we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, we ended up uh, securing and finding, kind of happenstance, a, a grower who was basically doing the black market before, uh, you know, or I should say the gray market. Uh, and, um, uh, he's been really helpful, uh, but we did some unique things in that we decided very early on because we do food production in our facility that we wanted no dirt in our facility at all. So we really went deep into hydroponics, deep water culture, and ebb and flow systems. And so we started with the science kind of first and then found the uh, uh, botanist second. Got it. Um, yeah, cause you got to, you know, that's, that's going to be a huge impact, um, on your product is the quality of your grow. Now, what right. about with respect to attracting, um, you know, your normal rank and file employees, were there any issues with respect to attracting talent or even all the way up the, the food chain within your company to a chief financial officer or what have you, because you're in the marijuana industry? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, we've found really good people, uh, you know, but there's a lot of people, you know, uh, who uh, we always put in, you know, in any of our, when we're searching for employees that we are in the cannabis business. We want them, you know, that, that there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, who aren't ready for that yet. Uh, interesting, we, we hired a, a controller and uh, he didn't last with us very long because we, he was allergic to the, uh, the, the cannabis proteins that were in the air. Apparently that's an affliction too. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that have to do with cannabis, and not just the legal side, but also having to do with the proteins, the smells, the other issues that go along with uh, cannabis production. Wow, that's something I had uh, had not thought of at all. Now, do, do you do the guys come, do you come out of there smelling uh, like marijuana flower um, after work? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I I think you can. <laughs> you know especially at harvest time it gets it, it does get ripe we have a you know a really good self-contained system and because and, we're we're literally located in downtown seattle uh you know we've we've got a lot of environmental and smell rules that we have to follow so you know we have a, a very efficient uh uh filtering system got it all right well listen we need to take a break uh, thank you very much, Dan. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about Dan's particular products and what's in store for the future. So stay with us. We'll bring you more Cannabis Solutions after this. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. 
It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Play is Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick, is back to help your cannabis thrive. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Kenneth Burke with PayQuick, and we're here with Dan Devlin, one of the owners of Zoots a major manufacturer, producer, processor of edibles in both Washington and Colorado. Dan, so what by far has been your most successful product? And if you could talk a bit about you know, all of the products that you have, but what have you found that uh, has been a real winner for you guys? Well, I'm going to brag a little bit here, Ken. Uh, you know, according, to, according to the latest uh, uh, statistics, uh, BDR reports that we've gotten, uh, seven uh, of our products are in the top 10 selling edibles in the state. So uh, we're very we're very happy with uh, all of our products. Uh, you know, uh, our little small lozenges are the number one, but uh, our drops uh, and our drinks and, and our brownies follow closely by. Uh, you know, I think the, the real key there is that we started off um, early on with a focus on very uh, precise uh, manufacturing, so that we're very consistent in the amount of THC uh, that's in every product. Uh, we make our products consistently uh, from time to time so the consumer knows exactly what they're going to get. And, and we really do microdose, uh, micro uh, uh, dose in, in the way that allows the consumer to adjust, uh, you know, how much intake of, of active cannabinoids, THC Delta-9, that uh, they want, whether it's 5 milligrams, 2 milligrams, 10, 20. Uh, it's really up to them uh, because of the way we present our products so I, th- I would say that's really our main product is our, cons- you know, rather than the form factor of being a brownie or a drop or a drink or something like that, it's our consistency and quality of delivery of the product. So that's what I feel. And with, with your candies, I, I'm a big believer in microdosing. I think that's very, very important. 
Um, and so with respect to your drops, are you, are they five milligrams? I'm not drops, but the, uh, the candies, are they five milligrams, 10 milligrams? The candies all, yeah. It, you know, we have a hundred milligram uh, limit on the maximum package. We do our little, uh, we call them drops, a little, uh, lozenges, uh, uh, that we right now offer in three different flavors, uh, in five milligrams each. And so there's 20 in a, in a package, uh, you know, I was talking to a person today that they like seven milligrams they like our our rocks the best so they kind of take a whole one and then suck on one to half down or something like that uh you know and that works because our products are fully homogenized which is extremely important in creating consistent product and what kind of results have you seen with your your liquid products you know that you can put either the power shots or the what you can drop into a drink uh actually it's very unique to us uh, because we make those they've been very successful um the uh the sort of the energy shots are, are, are I, I would classify as more of a young person's product because they, you know, they're into the, uh, the those energy drinks. Uh, and, but our regular drops that can be mixed into waters, teas, are are just consumed as a tincture, uh, are extremely popular with, I, I, you know, uh, with people who who want uh, to mix it within their own, who have a special way of consuming uh, a, 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 this intoxicant or medicine. Uh, you know, and they want to mix it into that special way, and that's what that product's there for. Understood. I think that's that's really important, and it allows it allows people to you know regulate their uh, their intake um, right. because of the the delay factor in feeling something when you're uh, when you're intaking an edible versus smoking a product. Let's talk for a minute about uh, Colorado, um, and tell me where you're at right now in Colorado and what your future plans are there. Well, we just uh, launched. Uh, really, started uh, started product uh, for sale and, and distribution in May. Um, we you know we partnered with uh, a manufacturing entity and have worked hard and close with them uh, by the name of Bronner, who really is doing the contract manufacturing for us in, in Colorado. Really, under our very much direct supervision and, and management or consulting, I should say. Um, so we've just started in May. Uh, we're getting traction. Uh, our brownie has been real successful in Colorado because it's a gluten-free product, and they're, surprisingly, there aren't many many gluten-free products available in, in the cannabis space, and so uh, and it also tastes great. <laughs> but uh, uh, so uh, it's 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 been a, a slower than we expected start because of the competition that was already there, but uh, we're picking up some really good momentum right now. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear. So uh, we're going to wrap up in just a second. But uh, my last question for you is, you know, what would be the most important piece of advice that you could give to someone who is thinking of getting into the marijuana industry and becoming a producer processor making edibles? What would you tell them? Uh, I would say that you need to embrace regulation. Uh, you need to uh, acquiesce to the fact that you're going to be in a highly regulated industry and the regulators expect you to dot your I's and cross your T's and don't give them any guff back. Uh, so that that's my best word of advice. Be ready for a lot of administration and regulation um, and, um, and then make a great product. Fabulous. Well, listen, Dan, thank you so much. I've been talking with Dan Devlin of Zoots, a manufacturer of edible products in Washington and Colorado, and he's been sharing with us his war stories from starting his company. I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this edition of Cannabis Solutions presented by PayQuick. I hope you found this show successful um, and useful. 
And uh, you can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and very soon on iHeartRadio. I'm Kenneth Burke with PayQuick. Thanks for listening. 